0: What up, Mike? Check one, two, one, two. Brad Damon again, owner of Elite Athlete Training Systems and the Gorilla Compound. This is episode number two of the Planet of the Apes podcast, the big number two. This is sophomore curse. This is always the (laughs) album that sucks when it comes out. Isn't gonna suck. This podcast be a banger. So uh, last episode, I talked a lot about myself as a powerlifter and as a coach. Um, So let's talk a little bit about uh, the gym as we get into this podcast here. Uh, So what we affectionately termed the Gorilla Compound. Um, I named it that actually as a a tribute to Donnie Thompson, who has the compound in South Carolina and had a a big effect on my powerlifting career and on my outlook as a coach on training athletes uh, with his body tempering protocols. So I wanted to pay tribute to him, but I didn't want to just bite his style and call it the compound. Uh, But I do, I I have this weird obsession with silverback gorillas. I think they're the craziest animals on the planet, man. That's why I have one tattooed on top of my head. So gorilla compound it was, right? And it's sort of, that's the affectionate name for the gym. It's all elite athlete training systems under that umbrella, but we call it the gorilla compound. Um, working out of the gorilla compound, we also have Zach Palak with Optimal Human Performance. Um, he just got his degree in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher it, um, kinesiology. kinesiology, but there's a fancy way, like a bachelor oh, of science in kinesiology. kinesiology that's yeah. how those smart people say it. Uh, now he's back in school. He's in physio school right now. Just started his first year Um, And then we have Rob Severich with the Athlete Collective who handles our level one athletes um, and also organizes our team uh, training events that we do, whether we're coming to you or you're coming to the facility. Uh, He organizes that because I suck at organizing things. And then we have our intern, Wes, who will be taking on athletes uh, once his Husky season ends here. Um, So we got a very qualified, very enthusiastic coaching staff dedicated to helping athletes. Um, Currently working out of a... 1800 square foot facilities, so not the biggest place in the world. Um, but but we get by, right? So we we make it work. We have specialty equipment. We have the uh, Westside Barbell Athletic Training Platform. We have uh, Smack Him. Dozer, shut up. Stop licking. <laughs>
1: trying to get right now. To get, <laughs> get off my podcast. fucking
0: podcast, Dozer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking
0: dog. Anyway, um, where, oh yeah, so we got like the Westside Barbell Athletic Training Platform. We have Monolift. Uh, tons of specialty equipment. Tons of strongman equipment. Really wanted to build an athlete training paradise, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now the tough part that we're actually facing now is as we make plans to expand to other gyms, all of our equipment is like one of a kind type of equipment. So where the fuck do we get this now? You know, so that's but that's a good problem to have. Um, so yeah, joined once again by my co host here, Mr Kevin Hansen. How you doing brother? Oh man, I'm good, I'm good. And good I'm excited man. again to do another one of these. Let's get let's get into let's get straight it's gonna be another kinda Q and A format, so let's get into it.
1: Cool. So I guess I wanted to know a little bit about more of what's in your gym right now. So you said you have the West Side um, athletic
0: training platform. Exactly. And the, uh, so, the Mammoth Monolith from West Side. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I guess I wanted to know a
0: little bit about more about both of those because those are not every place has those. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that athletic training platform, formerly was called the Belt Squat. Um, that, as as far as I know, that's the only one in Western Canada that's authentic West Side barbell. Uh, Athletic training platform. Um, There's some some guys have tried to build their own versions, um, but the only the true Westside athletic training platform is at our gym, and I believe that's the only one in Western Canada. Uh, And it's it's great. A lot of belt squats work great for belt squats, right? They all do that function. Yes. Um, But the great thing about this particular platform is that the uh, the rails on the side are adjustable, and we're actually Dex and I filmed a video about this the other day. We'll put out soon, uh, just like a tutorial video. Um, but the rails on the side are adjustable so we can do like deadlifts or rack pulls uh, out of the belt squat. Um, we can do like cleans, snatches with a higher ceiling. Right now we're restricted by our ceiling height. Um, you can do, we do like five minute belt squat walks on there for GPP work, um, good mornings, deadlifts like I mentioned, squats like I mentioned, any type of rowing variation. Um, and when you're on the platform, you can actually spin 360 degrees any direction as many times as you want. No other belt squat allows you to do that. You can even the, – the cable is long enough to step off the platform. It's a really – it's a crazy piece of equipment, and it's something that it, – like, it is expensive, no doubt about it. Like, you're paying for that. Yeah. And it's something when I initially bought, didn't know if I could justify that expense, but now that I have it, I, we – what would we do without it? Yeah, exactly. You know? right. It's amazing because you can have kids with upper body injuries still training the lower body, still squatting, still you know getting after their work. So it's been invaluable to the gym for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So where you're loading
1: that weight, it once again is on a belt, so it allows you if you were let's say in a like some sort of shoulder injury, yeah. you would still be able to move along that thing, jump around.
0: Do whatever and keep that secure or not loading weight on it. Yeah, so for the people that have never seen one of these before, it's a platform you stand on. There's a a sled that you load plates on, and then through pulleys, a steel cable comes up through the bottom of the platform, uh, hooks onto a belt, and then it's sort of, the belt is around your hips, like above your butt on your lower back, pulling straight down, uh, and it'll actually... Yeah, there's no bar loading the spine obviously, but we're yeah. still getting that same effect in the lower body and it'll actually help traction the spine too, right, just from that force pulling down yeah. at the hips. Yeah. Um, so we're actually, like we do our belt squat walks and stuff and the, the hips will get you know lit up like you can't walk, but you don't feel anything in your lower back. It's actually pretty crazy how yeah. that works. I mean,
1: as a person who's used it, say I've always had lower back issues ever since my first year of the Huskies. I got tackled, got twisted up. You know, I got that spiel from someone who's my one leg is now shorter than yeah, my other, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, that they thing. Gave that they gave you that bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, so uh, we, we have a conversation about that. Yeah. You need, yeah, yeah, you hear all about it. Um, yeah. it we're using that literally for a month, like it was brand new. We used it for a month. I had zero It's crazy. pain. It's crazy. Like, and that was crazy to think that just walking or, you know, uh, I think yeah. we did some good mornings. Yep. I had nothing. And it's like if I did a good morning in it loading from the shoulder. Like a
0: conventional style yeah, good morning. Conventional, yeah,
1: yeah, It lit my lower back up boom. Like I couldn't walk. Yep. Like there, it's like we tried to do it with a band. I remember at some point when it still lit me up mm-hmm. couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. So this took away that pain completely to the point that I could even do good mornings. yeah So this machine is an amazing thing. And that's uh, just one piece of equipment we got, son. Exactly. So we're going to slide over crazy. here to your monolith. What exactly is that? The how is that?
0: Yeah, so the da- the most dangerous part of the squat is always going to be walking out and walking it back in, yeah. right? Um, and, and it's also the hardest part. It's just, it's the dumbest part, and it's not even, like if we're talking powerlifting, they don't even judge the squat until you get the squat command, so the walkout doesn't even matter. A lot of people... Like oh, if you didn't walk it out, you didn't squat it, man. Fuck you. If you went down, if you and went down, came, came up, up and got two white lights or more, motherfucker, <laughs> you squatted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I heard a story actually that the monolith was invented by Doctor Squat by Fred Hatfield. I'm not 100 sure that's who, but this is what I heard. Yeah. Um, and it was invented because there's no rule about walking out of squat. So what he did is he unracked the bar and had the spotters move the platform. The ER rack had them slide it out of the way, squatted, and then had them bring it back in and racked it. So he didn't have to walk, <laughs> and the monolift was invented. There we go. Um, so if, and, and, and for those that don't know Fred Hatfield, he's one of the OG original powerlifters, right? And one of the greatest of all time, for yeah. sure. Um, so if they were, like competitive athletes are always going to find that advantage, right? So the monolift is something that was bred out of necessity, uh, but also out of convenience. So you don't have those extra risks. And that's something that, with, a, with someone like a football player, yes. like saving having to take those steps out of the squat rack, Fucking huge. The yes. amount of sheer force you get on the spine walking out five, six, seven hundred pounds. Even like I, I'm, I'm number numb from being at our gym. Yes, right. So exactly. to me, five hundred pounds is a light squat. But even walking out two or three hundred pounds, that sheer force you get on your back if you get out of neutral at any point, take too big of a step, or what if you fucking your ankle turns over? It's like right. That's it's a stupid risk to take, and that's a stupid injury to have to come to your coach and say I got hurt walking out a squat. Yes. You know what I mean. So um, the monolith, or no one that's seen a monolith before, basically um you just you get under the bar you unrack it and then there's a hook that or or a lever that someone will pull and the hooks will pull out of the way squat the weight stand up again and then push the lever back in the hooks come back and you re-rack it yeah um and the west side there's actually i was surprised by how few companies make these things when we were looking for one yes Uh, but the west side one is by far the most sturdy like it's if you haven't been in it's bomb proof like if Trump fucks up and we have to we end up in nuclear war with these motherfuckers like i'm going to hide in the monolith <laughs> for real for real you know what i mean
1: right so i mean that uh, so that's an awesome so those two pieces alone i feel like it would be like you could have a gym like that alone yeah well I mean, yeah
0: i'd get i'd get a sled too for sure <laughs> like, so
1: i guess we want to get into what else you have in there because you have some unique pieces yeah, for know, sure. You your Viking press. Yeah. And uh, to something
0: down simple as your atlas stone, your most simple rudimentary yeah, yeah. type yeah. thing. Yeah, we, so have, we have atlas. Uh, we never use atlas stones with athletes. We have yeah. atlas stones because I have a few strongman friends who agreed to let me, you know, use their equipment at my gym and house it for them. Yeah. In exchange, I gave them a place to do their stupid fucking stones. Um, <laughs> but there's no, like, I'm, like... I get that it's part of Strongman, and I love it as a Strongman event. I love watching it. I'm never going to do it. It's stupid as fuck. But um, the risk to reward on that is way too high to ever put an athlete through any type of Atlas Stone load. So I'll never – we definitely pick shit up off the ground, pick up heavy bags or whatever. But if we can't organize properly, we're not going to pick it up, and the Atlas Stone is just – that's a that's a dangerous event. So it's there to appease the strong men at the gym. Yeah. Um, but we don't ever touch it. But yeah, that is that's something we have. We have the Viking press. Um, we have the boat anchor chain, both the 600 and 400 four hundred pound boat anchor chains. Yes. Uh, that we drag around. We have a uh, Rogue deadlift platform with band attachments. We have two squat racks, one that's Rogue, one that's knockoff Rogue, but probably better than Rogue. If I said it, I meant it, Rogue. <laughs> if you're listening. Um, Come over here. Overcharging like me better, for man. your bullshit. Um, <laughs> What else do we have in there we've got uh we have the most ghetto cable pull-down machine you've ever seen i bought it for 400 bucks at fitness depot and it's still going strong (laughs) we've hooked up 500 pound of band to that thing and chains and we can't break it um yeah. We got sleds, we got strongman kegs. It's hard for me to think because it's all so normal to me, but it's all so weird to everyone else, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like we, to the point where people come in and see the kegs that are loaded with gravel or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, did you drink all those kegs? I'm like, motherfucker, I haven't had a drink in seven years. I didn't drink, like, I forget that kegs are for beer. <laughs> I just think they're for carrying around, you know yes, what I mean? exactly. I'm just, I'm brainwashed by the gym. Um, but yeah, we got pretty much, what, like I said, athlete paradise. Whatever you need to become an elite athlete, we we have it. Okay, I guess I'm gonna ask about one more piece of equipment, yeah. and that is your Donnie Thompson type body tempering, things. your body tempering, the body tempering implements. Yes. Yeah. So we have the full family, as Donnie Thompson calls. We have a uh, what well we our lightest one is the 25 pound boomstick from Chris Duffin over at Kabuki Strength. Yeah. Um, which is a great tool to have. I would get the pain pill over the boomstick for what we use, but yeah. we have the boomstick, um, and then we have the uh, stepchild is a 50 pound pipe. The cheater is a 70-pound pipe, the ex-wife is a 130-pound pipe, and the ex-husband is 200 pounds of dead weight that never really comes out of the corner because that's just too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> we just got it so we could have it kind of thing. We right. rarely ever use it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's something we offer, too, is body tempering. And I feel like I beat people over the head talking about what body tempering is. Yeah. Um, but I really do believe it's the next evolution of, of injury, prehab, and what we use it for, what we call strength preparation. Yes. Um, I, think, I think it's the future. I really do.
1: Yeah, as a person who has been underneath, um, never the ex-husband but the (laughs) ex-wife, it's it is a whole nother level of it's different of like understanding of what is wrong with your body and. How much you now notice how much that is how not doing what it should really be. Are. I always tell
0: as I'm, as I'm rolling guys out, I'm always like, this is why foam rolling doesn't work. I'm 100%. Like, Do you feel that? Right. <laughs> like, like,
1: you, you, a foam roller never done what this is. Yeah. And uh, not even a trigger point. So, uh-huh. I mean, like, the craziest thing about it is we started off because the first one we got was the 70 pound one. Yeah. And we put not that even on. It was the fifty. It was the fifty. A 50 was the yes, first it was the fifty-pound one, and we put that on our calves, and we and thought like, the world was ending. Well, yeah, we, that was it. We're like, <laughs> you know, like we like crying, like yeah. help me, like trying to crawl away, like yeah. we're never gonna make it. And then we got the seventy-pound one, and we're like, oh no, this is it. Like it can't get heavier than this. You will die. <laughs> to then have the ex-wife there,
0: yeah. and now the ex-husband. Like, remember the first time we did the triceps? <laughs> Like, so,
1: so I remember the first time. three passes, or you'll cry. The first time
0: Zach ever rolled out Joe. <laughs> Joe Harry, that fucking lunatic. I love Joe, man. He's a great kid. He's a great dude. But uh, he's Zach's rolling him out. Was he rolling his quads? I think it was his quads. I think he he's was rolling his quads. quads. Yeah. And Joe was screaming so loud. Zach looked to me and he's like, I'm afraid to take the ex-wife off him because he's gonna attack me. It was And like the you ex-wife. gotta under like Joe and no, it wasn't oh, the ex-wife. Was... It wasn't you're right, it was like the seventy pounder. But like you gotta understand Joe is a badass, he's an army reservist, he's a black belt in kung fu. Uh, he boxed for a while. Like yeah. he's a he's a bad. Ass and, yeah. and Zach was legitimately scared for his safety if he took that <laughs> implement off of off of Joe's leg. And I was like, Zach, it'll probably be okay, man. Like, just tilt it off and run, you know, get a head start. You know? You know, it's it, it is a remarkable piece, and you
1: really do find a huge thing. So I guess so. You have all these cool things in there. I guess I would ask, what would be that uh, that next thing you would add in there to make it, you know? That next step yeah. to be, what are we, what you know, are we the gorilla compound next. 2.0. Yeah.
0: Um, so there's there's a few things I definitely like to get. Um, money is a little bit of an issue right course, now, obviously, but uh, some things that we're kind of eyeing up is like the inverse curl from West Side Barbell. Um, that's gonna run you a cool 2600 US right now though. So in a minute, like in in a minute, you know. Um, also their anterior <laughs> chain developer, but that's that is the same cost, 2600 US. I'd love a plyo swing too, but that's 4000 US. Um, so it's definitely goals to work towards, you know what I mean? But that's that's sort of been my M.O. from the start is always work with what you have, buy what you can afford. You know, that. Like the thing was, years ago when I first started working with athletes, I bought equipment. This is how I was able to open a gym for, for as cheap as I did because I had bought and stockpiled equipment to the point where I would buy a bar. Like I bought the Cambridge bar from Rogue. It cost me like 700 bucks. And, but I couldn't afford groceries at the time. I bought the bar first and stole the groceries. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that, that's been my M.O. this whole time. It's like, I'd really like to have that. I'm going to hustle my fucking face off and get it, right? And then just either stockpile it or not. I actually have a gym I could put it in. But I feel like everyone wants to wait till they have that piece of equipment or they have that piece of knowledge or they have that understanding of so just fucking go just yeah. start man just do it 100% man. you have to start right? somewhere like I would love to have an inverse curl I will someday but fuck it let's run a safety through the, the squat rack take a band off the top and make our own inverse curl 100% right? and I mean like you also have
1: uh, I mean at some point I remember we were literally taping weight to a bar so that we could Facts. get so
0: we're squatting with an Ivanko bar uh, uh, fuck is that fed IPF federation bar like the contest bar yeah so it's got 16 inch sleeves um and the plates at the try were probably an inch and a half thick yeah at least there's some small ones and then so we some bigger had ones, yeah. 765 775 on the bar yeah my goal in powerlifting was to squat 800 pounds i saw the day that i decided to become a powerlifter. i saw ronnie coleman on youtube squat 800 pounds for a double and i was like fuck it i want to do that so the goal was an 800 pound squat and this was probably five years into it right yeah um so we're at 775 and i fucking smoke it i'm like man i want that 800 so bad but we the clips were popping off because yes. the sleeve was full of weights yep. and so we put the 10 and the five we needed a 10 and five on each side so we put that on and clipped it but then the clip popped off as soon as i unracked and plates started falling off <laughs> exactly. so we re-racked and we're like fuck, what are we gonna do everyone wanted to shut it down i was like man fuck that man, shut I'm a squat 800 I went behind the desk at the trot I grabbed the roll of duct tape fucking duct tape the 10 and the 5 to the bottom of the 7 or plates or whatever we had on yeah. there I squatted that motherfucker it was glorious I racked it and that you know, that was one of the coolest things that was one of the dumbest things I ever did in training that was one of the coolest things I ever did in training
1: <laughs> exactly man and uh, it, so it, exactly so you got to start somewhere so just go crazy and then from there you can obviously invest moving forward so I guess one would ask if you had unlimited capital, what would Sun. you do? Like, what would Ooh. the what would the perfect Grillo compound look like? That's a good question.
0: That's you know. a good question. I think. Well, one thing I should mention too. I just saw in my notes here um, for the equipment. We are looking at getting the other bay too. I forgot to mention that the, yeah, bay, 100%. the bay next door get an extra twelve hundred and sixty square feet. And that actually is. Uh, it's just a matter of kind of you know dotting the t's and crossing the i's yeah. um, to get that. So that's our next big purchase. Um, the so we can. The eyes. That's why I said it. I said it. I fucking <laughs> meant it. That's exactly what I said. I, love it. I meant to say. <laughs> so I did mean to say it actually. Because, okay. An expression. <laughs> 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 Ashley, Ashley, surgery, Ashley, over here, <laughs> Planner Dave's podcast is filmed in front of a live studio audience, <laughs> and that audience is pretty fucking sassy, sitting over there. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're in the fucking bay, when I signed the paperwork. <laughs> Next question. <So laughs> Next if, if, money, if money wasn't an object, so my ideal gorilla compound uh, that's a good question. I'm gonna, let's keep it realistic to what I really want. We won't go too crazy. Like oh, I want to put it on the moon. Yeah. But uh, ideally, it would be long enough that we could have a 60-yard strip of turf down the down the middle or down the side. Yeah. That would be about 10 yards wide. And then I'm gonna put it in yards because I was a football player. That's what I know. Yeah. So it'd be about 10-yard wide strip of turf, and then maybe 20 yards of rubber flooring for racks and barbells and dumbbells and and machines and shit. Yep. Um, so whatever the dimension size for that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I really there's there's these gyms in the city, a chain of them called Evolve. There's one South Side, North Side, Downtown. Yep. I really like their model. They have like they have the gym, and then they have rooms that they run out to clinicians. So they have like a physio that works out of there, a massage therapist, mm-hmm. chiros, um, nutritionist. I love that model. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's open to the public, and I fucking hate the public. If you're public, stay away from my fucking gym. Yeah. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear from you. Um, but uh, other than that, like I love the idea. Ideally, what we can get to is the point where you pay one fee and you come in and see multiple coaches. So you'll come in and you'll see Zach to do your cars, yeah. right? And then you'll see me. I'll take you through your warm-up. I'll train you. And then you see Zach again to get uh, cooled down, to get your FRC, or mobility work. Uh, maybe Jeff, Dr. Jeff Kubos from back on track has a, has a room there so you can go get your Cairo work done. Um, and just any, like Hillary with her, uh, let us eat. Or yeah. is it? Let us eat. Let us nourish her Let holistic nourish, nutrition. Yes. Let us nourish holistic nutritionist uh, company. Uh, maybe she has an office out of there. You can get your nutrition uh, sorted out, right? Just a one-stop shop for building the ultimate athlete yes. is is the ideal if money didn't matter. As far as equipment, I mean, there's other than those few things that I added and maybe you know some new cool things that were embedded. I feel like we're good on equipment. It's a matter of um buying multiples now to open other locations kind of yeah Yeah. that's the that's the long-term vision it's not that there's no like i remember wanting that monolith for years and then i finally got it like that was a big goal for me i don't have any of those goals in terms of specific pieces of equipment anymore Um, it's more about just getting the bigger space helping as many athletes as we can there and then expanding as much as we can while maintaining that quality that we offer 100 yes and that's really
1: cool Especially because you really want to make sure that if it were to have, if there were to be
0: multiple compounds, they would all have that same mentality. No yeah. Somehow you got to get the culture from one to the other. You yeah, know exactly. What I Exactly. Mean? And that's so that's, that's the big or, barrier. That's what scares me about it. But again, we're talking a long way down. down the, road. the road. Okay. So uh, this time we actually have some questions
1: that we uh, you got recently that were uh, I was going to read out to you here and we yeah, want to shoot. try to get you shoot. right here. So. We Come in, so one guy here says, Hey man, I just saw your video on hamstrings, which you uh, who I, <laughs> I got salty, I got salty, temper a little bit. Ooh, I deserve, <laughs> did I tell someone to go fuck themselves? I'm, I'm I... pretty sure you said you would fight them in game and gave them your address. <laughs> 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 so <me> Whoops, <laughs>
0: don't, don't actually, you know. Don't actually come fight me. Like, we can talk. Don't actually come fight me. Well, they will verbally joust. Like, okay. I, just, I get heated. I talk shit. Don't really come fight me. Okay.
1: Um, so this guy, he's like, I, he just accepted a position as a strength and conditioning coach Congrats. at a private school. Congrats. So That's pretty awesome there. But they have zero culture in training. No consistency and generally weakest pits. So his words weak as piss. Yeah, his words weak as piss. He came into uh, came into a bunch of pulled hip flexors. Any advice for remedies on what to look for, uh, to look on these athletes and for as far as weaknesses? Any
0: help is appreciated. Yeah, no, good question, good question. Um, I think like you say, there was the thing of zero. What did they say? Zero training experience? Uh, you so say that. Zero culture Zero culture, training. zero training experience. I, you're saying that as if it's a bad thing. Flip it and see it as the best opportunity you have now. One of the hardest things that I have to do is take an athlete that went trained from somewhere else, whether it's locally or they moved from somewhere else. Like I have guys coming from the States that are training, right? They come yep. from, like Leo was in New Mexico. Um, and they come from this culture and have to fit into our culture, right? I have to help them. What's that transition? I guess yes, would be the exactly, word. Yeah. Um, if they have no culture now, you can instill your culture. There's no barrier. There's no, like the the thing, especially with higher level athletes, they're going to question everything you do, and just, they have a right to. Absolutely, this is their investment. Um, but you're not going to get questioned on anything, which I guess that's a good or a bad thing. Like you could build a shitty culture really easily. Yes. But take it as a positive. You can build the best culture possible, and this is and that's just the lasting legacy. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so see it see it for the positive that it is as far as the pulled hip flexors, um, and any specific. I would, if they're weak as piss, that's pretty fucking weak. Yeah. You know. I would, I'd, um, <laughs> so where would I, where would I start that? I put them on a sled. They would pull sleds until, they bang their head against a wall with boredom. You know what I mean? Um, forwards, backwards, power walks, power marches, um, McGill drags where you're bent over at 45 degrees, like I talked about in the uh, in the hamstring video that you referenced. Um, I'd have upper body drags, you do face pulls, tricep extensions, chest presses, low rows to the chest, um, and lateral sled drags, driving off that back leg, um, just sled drags on top of sled drags on top of sled drags, get them in shape, you have to, oh, there was a really great quote from Stuart McGill that I shared a few weeks ago, something about you have to earn the right to recover from training, something along those lines, he said it a lot smarter because he's a lot smarter than me, yeah. um. But yeah, you have to be in shape to train. You have to maintain a certain level of trainability. An untrained person can't train. Untrained people work out. Yeah. Athletes train. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so and, and the sled is the best way to get that into something, get that basic athleticism. Just any type of sustained work while you're pulling a weight is going to get you in shape. Um, I do the sled pulls like exclusively for a little while. I get into uh, carries. So there's, I mean, there's an infinite number of carries. you got... Farmers carries, offset carries, um, suitcase carries, frame carries, keg carries, heavy bag carries. I'm just off. The, this is what we can do at our gym. Overhead keg carries. We have farmers handles, different type of implement farmers handles with fat handles and skinny handles and different weights and different loading variations for them. Um, carry kettlebells. Load up a barbell. Carry it over your head. Carry it in, in a on your back. Carry it in a. a um, Zerker position, right? Just carry shit. Yeah. From A to B, the lighter the weight is, the further the distance is. The heavier the weight is, the shorter the distance is, and the fewer trips, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, pull a sled, carry some shit. Once you get good at that, add in some sprints, run a little bit. Do the very, very basics of, uh, of running technique stuff. Just make sure they're not heel striking. Um, make sure that they're falling forward as they're running, not trying to just propel themselves forward. Um, But beyond that, leave the the running technique stuff to a running coach, a a speed coach. Um, But preach the the basics of it. And and another great trick, if you have a hill, have them sprint uphill because you can't run in bad technique going up a hill. So you don't have to coach shit. Just run them up a hill. 100%. Um, But, yeah, sled pulls, carries, sprints, and then some type of push, some type of pull, some type of squat. But I would wait until they're in better shape before you start doing that.
1: Yeah.
0: Perfect. That's really cool. And I also wanted to ask a
1: question that comes off of this one is – Never mind zero culture. What happens if you have uh, maybe it's like like a negative culture? So like they're like, hey, whatever, man, we're done here. Go home. Go to bed. You know what I mean? Like you're not there. Like the coach isn't making them do like your your sports specific coach isn't making them do their cool downs or making sure that they're taking any of this seriously. What would you give to a coach who's dealing with that issue? And maybe that's something you've dealt with.
0: I'm pretty sure maybe something you dealt with. <laughs> I, so. may, I may have, I may maybe. Um, so is it? There's something we have to distinguish here in that there's two. As a strength coach, there's two fields you can go. You can go the team route where you're a team strength coach for a high school, a college, a pro team, whatever. Yeah. Um, or you can go the private route, and you can just train athletes, and you'll get athletes from different sports, um, and you're. You, but you work for yourself, basically. So I chose to go the private world because I cannot take fucking orders. I can't be told what to do. It doesn't work. I get angry. I start telling people to go fuck themselves, and it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't end well. Exactly. Um, so when you talk about like someone coming from a negative culture, coming into my gym, they just get weeded out, and they quit. Yeah. You just don't survive. Exactly. Right? We, like our culture is established, and it's, it's something. As, as soon as you walk through the door of my gym, it changes you. You know, you can feel that culture, you can feel that passion, you can feel that work ethic, and it either, you feel it, and you want to run towards it, and and embrace it, and get involved in it, or you're scared shitless, and you're running out the door, I don't really care either way, if you're fucking scared, I don't want you here, you know, if you come from a shitty culture, and you want to try to bring that shitty culture in here, it's not going to happen, I'll kick you out, Yeah. you know, um, how do you deal with that from the other perspective, the guy that went the other route, which isn't a bad route, and that's like I have a lot of respect for those guys. It's just like I said, my personality doesn't lend itself to being able to be told what to do. Yeah. Um, but how do you – I mean, I mean, you work. You work your face off. You genuinely care about the kids you're working with. Yeah. And I'll say kids even if you're talking pros because one thing that I've learned starting to work with pros is these guys are young. You know, these, most of these guys are early 20s. like These are kids still, yeah. right? Um, and then you have like you got a lot of grown men as well, but you still have to care about your athletes, regardless. You know that's I think that's what's going to shift the culture more than anything. Do you really care? Are you really consciously trying to change the culture? And if you are, and it's still toxic, then maybe you need to get out of that situation and build your own culture.
1: You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's really cool. So I like that. I like that answer because I mean I know for a fact that you've been in a situation where. You were helping out a team because you were, you know, getting started trying to make a name for yourself, trying to make some noise. Like, you had to be on the team side of it. And we, we loved, you know, uh, working with each other because we both kind of see eye to eye. We want the best of the kids. Whenever it was strength time, whenever it was, you know, this, it was do exactly what he says. Because his word is our word. We're in this together. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, so I understand 100% that you're not always going to be in that situation. Yeah. Right? Like. Absolutely. You know, even us, like both of us together, I was a, only a DB coach size defensive coordinator. Then I had my role brought back, yeah. you know, to a, a DB coach because the head coach and I didn't see eye to eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he, you try to get blackballed out. Yeah. So then no longer am I there. Like, so you're now there with a coach who you don't see eye to eye with. Like, what do you do? you're there for the kids
0: right first and foremost absolutely right it it comes i i had to leave that was my option at the end of the day is when your ability when your attempts to create a better culture are stifled over and over yeah i mean like prioritize your sanity at some point yes um we can't save everybody you know we (laughs) lord knows we tried but we can't save everybody um yeah, I, I think that. I remember those days. Those were good days. We worked really well together as coaches, too, I think, because, like, for those that don't know us, like, Kev is really outgoing. He's really great with kids, high energy. A lot of, like, he's very. Physical and outgoing with his emotion and I am not I'm introverted. I'm i we we both know what we're talking about in our fields yeah. And but we just have the two opposite approaches to it But the great thing about that is that we can resonate with every possible kid Yeah, just some lean more to Kevin's style some lean more to my style 100%, 100% so that's what that like we were like the dynamic duo coaching, you know Like it, it worked great when we were out there And um, I agree 100% because it's like a player the exact example of that is Zach. 100%. You know what I mean?
1: Like, you run so well with Zach. It's like, me, I got along with Zach, of course. Yeah. But what you pulled out of Zach, from what Zach was, think about grade 10 Zach.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? He, not the world's greatest athlete. Not the world's greatest <laughs> athlete. I, I feel like that was never the <laughs> but he
1: But he had an intensity and a passion that... You know, he was focused on football first and foremost, and everything at the expense of everything else. At the expense of literally everything else, his grades were in the toilet. Like he was not doing well in school. He he was struggling even with his relationships. You know, so it was he. From you, from what you brought onto that kid to kind of see where exactly he is now, where he's able to communicate even though he is aggressively introverted as well. Yeah. But, you know, he has this personality where he became, even in that period of three years where you were with him, he turned into a completely different human being where he turned his grades from bottom of the tank to, you know what I mean, Dean's List yeah. his entire time. Well, in university. Yeah, he's
0: had a 4.0 the whole time or something. Exactly. Like, he's, you know I mean? like,
1: he's smart as heck, but it's. it's some people resonate differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I, you know, I have kids that were, you know, the loud and over the top, and you're like, I can't do with this so kid right
0: now. Kids. You know what I mean? There's so, so many So kids. many times I'm like, Heaven save me.
1: I can't work it's, with this motherfucker. It's just literally a conversation where I have them like, you need to understand that Brad's not going to come yell at you all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's going to yell, maybe he'll go raise his voice because he lost his temper, but he still cares about you through and through. Yeah. So you may feel like you're being but it isn't, it's to yeah. get the best out of you, understand that, and that was literally to get more out of that, and then you give me Zach at a point where he's like, yes, I'm 100% focused, but I'm also starting to become a balanced human being, yeah. that's super helpful, yeah, yeah. so,
0: that you know what I mean, like, that. And it just speaks to the culture that, that we, and Zach helped create that culture. 100%. Right? Because it was just the two of us at the start, um, so yeah, taking me down memory lane. Right, That's a lot, exactly, that's a lot of right. flashbacks for one question. <laughs>
1: So that's we right there, eh? So we're going to slide over to another question. Pop, pop, pop. I made sure I also sounded super Canadian there if you didn't hear that, eh? <laughs>
0: we're in Canada, eh? Yeah, we're in Canada. You're fucking eh? getting her done, bud. No,
1: you got to get her done there, by
0: Fucking get this podcast out. We're going out for a fucking rip. Hey, Ashley? <laughs> Just out for a rip, bud? <laughs> All okay, right, here we go. So question. we come over to the next question. <laughs>
1: Uh, another guy here asked, he's like, hi, Brad, I'm a hockey coach in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I said that right.
0: Wisconsin. They do cheese, right? Yeah. That's cheese, cheese place. That's I'm vegan, vegan homie. I don't do cheese. <laughs> so Uh-oh. 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 We're going to get happened. hate mail.
1: Vegan too. Uh-oh. Even worse. <laughs> uh, in Wisconsin. I'm wondering if you have a quick answer for. No. No. I don't, I don't have, have a quick in, answer. no way to be quick. <laughs> but I'll answer it. <laughs> in what off-season season. Uh, um, in off-season training compared to in-season training, sh- uh, should player what should players look like? Like what should they? What should that training look
0: like? Like how should the training differ? Yes, okay. 100. percent We had another question like that, right? We had another one about oh, yes, off-season we have another one. So in-season? also
1: another person asked. Uh, I don't have the word for word here, but they're wondering about max effort. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's max effort. Exactly. Do you, do Can you, you do that in season?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so what we do with our approach. So we have three levels of, of training. Everyone that comes in the door starts out at level one. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're like, if LeBron James comes in the door tomorrow morning, he's level one. He might only be level one for like 20 minutes, but he's level one. Um, so the focus of level one is developing trunk strength, uh, developing work capacity, your ability to sustain and recover from work, uh, and mastering bodyweight exercises, push-ups, pull-ups, dips, all that good stuff. Um, so building the trunk strength to protect you when we do start loading the spine with, with squats and deadlifts and when we do start bench pressing, um, increasing work capacity so you can recover from workouts and so you can survive the workout. Yeah. Uh, and mastering the bodyweight exercises. Because if you can't do a pull-up, you probably shouldn't be fucking bench pressing. If you can't, or if you can't do a push-up, you probably shouldn't be bench pressing kind of thing. You know what yes, I mean? exactly. Um, with the exception of big fat powerlifters, because I never did a pull-up in my goddamn life. <laughs> Still benched 633 pounds. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so that's the level 1 training. Level 2 uh, is basically level 1, but we start to introduce barbell exercise, so we start to introduce the squat, bench, and deadlift. We use a system I affectionately termed 5x5 five five till you figure it out, because I just hammer them with cues until they figure it out. Um, and it, uh, like Moving from level to level, there's no prescribed amount of time. Some people are level 1 for a month, some people level 1 for 5 years, uh, and the same with level 2, right? Um, so, but with level two, we're introducing those barbell-based movements um, and, and starting to load heavier weight. Not doing any max effort work with the level twos, uh, but level three is when we start to incorporate the max effort work, the dynamic effort work. It starts to look a lot more uh, West Side Barbell-ish. Um, so I want to talk. We'll talk level three because that's my primary focus now. With Rob doing level one, yeah. um, so for my level three athletes in the off-season, they're training up to six days a week. We could do a four-day template as well, uh, but we do six days with four main training days and two connective tissue days. Um, and so it, it ends up being six days a week, um, in the off season and yeah. we do, we have two dynamic effort days, one upper, one lower, two max effort days, one upper, one lower. And like I said, two connective tissue days. Um, so we're, we're really getting after in the off season workouts take about an hour and a half to get through. Um, and, and we're pushing, we're crushing. We're not really concerned. My only concern is, can you make it to the gym again the next day and have a good workout, right? You're going to be tired all day. You're going to be beat up. Maybe you can get out and get some, some skill work, but you'll be. You know, you're not going to be fully, you're not going to want to play a game after a workout, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, when we get to the in season, generally speaking, we drop it down to three training days a week, where we have a dynamic effort upper body, a dynamic effort lower body, and then a mobility day. I actually had a conversation with Louie himself about this uh, via email. We talked, um, and I asked him, "What do you do with the max effort work in season?" He said to drop it. Um, the sport is max effort work. Like you played football for how many years, exactly. right? You play a CIS or youth or sport now. It's called football game that's fucking max effort. Like, that's hard. Yeah. You know, you're beat up after that. So, yeah, drop that max effort work for sure um, during the in-season and drop your overall volume on your main lifts in-season. Yeah. So we cut it in half. So we'll normally do uh, five sets of four in the squat, eight to ten singles in the deadlift, um, and anywhere from nine to 15 triples in the bench on a speed work day or anywhere from six sets of six to ten sets of ten um, in a volume phase. Um, but anyway, we drop that in season, our in season squats are three sets of four, uh, deadlifts we don't do in season, cut those out completely, and bench we do uh, six sets of three with three different grips. Drop your volume, push the volume on connective tissue work, super high rep, uh, band and, and uh, like ankle weight base, like leg curls, stuff like that, anything that's going to help uh, strengthen that connective tissue. Uh, keep the GBP up with lighter exercises like sled pulls, uh, farmer's walks are good, low level core activation stuff. Um, Paloff presses, dead bugs with pullovers, anti-rotational dead bugs, uh, stuff like that, um, and lots and lots of mobility.
1: Yeah, no, okay, so that that gives you a great answer to that sorry, question. That, sorry, that wasn't a quick answer. <laughs> yeah, but like, let's establish, not too quick, but like, hey, that answers the question, and that's exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, so absolutely. Too. So, also, we have another one here from Steve Kenny. Uh, that's fi- my cousin. Yeah, what? Expire, uh, he's aspiring firefighter. Um, he's wondering if there's a way to target specific types of strength through GPP work. Or is it all variety, for instance, as a potential firefighter, I expect to need extreme chunk strength as as well as the ability to drag heavy objects. So how much or how little should I try to mimic those actions with my G- GPP
0: work? And he says, thanks. Yeah, all right. So, and an uh, interesting question. Firefighter is not something I deal a lot with, although... That is, that you do have to be a high-level athlete to be a firefighter. If I'm getting pulled out of a burning building, I want a high-level athlete pulling me out. You know what I mean? Um, I think you're confusing yourself a little bit when you say different types of strength with GPP work. GPP stands for General Physical Preparedness, so you're not training anything specifically with gpp work you're training everything with gpp work so i use this analogy for developing athletes but this analogy is also true for just getting stronger um but i talk about building a pyramid and, and building an athlete's like building a pyramid a pyramid can only be as tall as its base is wide my job as a strength coach um is to take that base and build it as big as possible so that the sport coach can take the athlete build that pyramid up as tall as possible yeah right um, and so, if we extrapolate that and take that to just athlete development in and of itself, GPP is your base of that pyramid, yeah. right? So that's your sled pulls. Um, did we talk about this this episode? Last no, this was this episode. Sled pulls, um, the carries, the sprints. Yeah. The, those uh, that GPP work. That's the base of your foundation. We talk about uh, starting to talk about training different types of strength, whether it's um, strength, speed, speed, strength, uh, explosive strength, isometric, isometric strength. Um, If we're talking something like strength endurance or explosive strength, right, whatever. Um, Now we're starting to get up higher in that pyramid. We're getting up to different levels. Um, So that's where we're moving into things like level two and level three training. Um, Keep the GPP work directed, or or, sorry, keep the GPP work as general as possible. Um, In terms of directing training, for a firefighter, yeah, you could mimic drag and Like we have the boat anchor chain, so I have Steve drag that. Um, We have heavy bags, so I have Steve uh, carry those. As Dozer fucks up my whole podcast with his goddamn claws. Go lay down. Um, so, I mean, mimic it as a firefighter. But if we're talking athlete, we're talking football player, we're talking hockey player, keep it as general as possible. Do not direct your GPP work towards your sport. Keep it general, yeah. especially in the off season. As we get closer to the season, we start directing a little more and more with our higher-level guys. But it, we always want to keep training general. I'm not a believer in sports-specific training. That's another podcast for another day altogether. Yeah. Um, but keep it as general as possible. You can, like I said, drag some stuff to mimic dragging a body out of a building. Um, but realize that just any type of sustained work is gonna help you as a firefighter do your job better. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's wicked. That's a great answer for his question there. And
1: um, I guess that's probably our last question for today, so Is it? Yeah, yeah there it is. That was easy.
0: Boom, well, that's two episodes done now. Are we still recording? Oh yeah. Going so you're gonna write it, you're wrap gonna, it up gotta wrap it up somehow <laughs> so are you uh, so we talked books last time let's talk hip-hop this time what are you listening to
1: well, i'm listening to man i listen to a whole bunch of everything but what i'm really focused on right now is that chaos just dropped a new single chaos is
0: still alive He's still alive. mr crab in the no bucket bucks
1: no bucks is a song it's really good is it fire? check it
0: out yeah it's really good i went I back the it. other night after bouncing Cause I we we bounce together. We get off get home at like three in the morning. I just go back to the gym and sleep. <laughs> but uh, I was just getting ready for bed. I was eating my last meal, and I was like, "Oh, I, the chaos!" I remember chaos. I'm gonna put that song on. I I, I don't mind it. I hated it when I was a kid. I thought it was garbage. I like it now. Now that I'm older. Right.
1: It, it, I I enjoyed it from the start. I mean, it's it's uh, I've I've been a big fan of chaos kind of I from know. like. Um, Back. Again, what was no that? Shirt. What was that first album called? That was, oh, uh, no, no, no! Exit was his last album before this. Uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I, remember was, I like it now. Now that I'm older. Yeah, it's like, and then I went from Joyful Rebellion. Uh, was a big, yeah. big fan of that. You know, and uh, Exit was what, what it was. Two thousand and two. Exit. We're taking That's it what what back. I big, taking big, it way back. And then um, I went to Joyful Rebellion, huge fan there. And then followed that up with Hymns of uh, Atlantis, uh, Hymns for the Disco. Unbelievable. I was a big fan. I, Kev's, I a, been big, so Kev's a big chaos fan. Big chaos fan. i seen him live for the first time. I lost my marbles. I was a huge, huge fan. Yeah. I Who else did you Palabics. see live
0: that was the most oh, deaf? Most, most deaf. deaf.
1: Most Woo! deaf was <laughs> fire <or> too. Like, <laughs> like Both like, of them have both kind of the same... Buka, like buka, they're buka, just, buka, 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 buka. <laughs> the bow's so big, like it, it was just, it was like and he just killed it the whole time. And he had the top, was it the top ten teardown? Yeah. And he like spit over top of the, like the hottest track and just made and fun just of it. shut it down. Like, just oh, murked you was, on your own track. And your own track, and it was dope.
0: So I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, you know what I listened to the other day on the way to the gym? It just happened to come on. I put Daytona on. Pusha T's newest. It's a little older now, but newest. Whew. It's heat. He's fire, man. Front to back. Even Kanye's whack ass verse was pretty dope. It is <laughs> still pretty dope. I, I don't fuck with this new Trump-supporting Kanye, but that verse was fire. Well, I mean, hey, he got...
1: Whoop. Jimmy Kimmel oh, stunned whooped. him dead. Dead. <laughs> like, he yeah. was... On Jimmy Kimmel, he went to go, you know, well, what about this? He's like, well, you talked about a president, like, like saying, like, this one didn't like black people through and through. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's a president who's actually doing something that is visibly... To a thing like I'm, why trying, this? I'm
0: trying to give Kanye the benefit of the doubt. I want to believe that he's just crying out for help. Or, but, like, you know, I feel we'll like see. he we'll actually sat there and he
1: like ate words and he thought about it. And mm-hmm. I feel like hopefully, he, if he is the guy thinking man that he is, that we get him on TV again. Let's like, get him on the
0: pod. Kanye, if you're listening, <laughs> come, on right come on the podcast. And, motherfucker, if you're listening, make college dropout too because that's one of my favorite things <laughs> <games> ever. Everything <laughs> else know, sucked. Motherfucker. I've loved everything. Kevin's, Kanye. Kevin's the biggest finish. Kanye fan. I don't fan. like your newest stuff, but like,
1: I feel like that's just me. You know what I mean? I understand art is art. You're doing what you do. Keep doing it. But
0: I just want your college dropout. That's it for the podcast, Kanye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin.
1: Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man.